0: Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. You can create and distribute your podcast across all the major podcasting hosting stations, okay, and it's absolutely free. So if you've ever thought about hosting a podcast, now's your opportunity to do so. Jump on Anchor FM and start podcasting today. We're also brought to you by our friends at Vulorium. It is the fastest growing live streaming platform On the planet, thousands of titles. You can watch it on any device, it's got no upfront costs, no credit card fees, it's free to watch. You can watch it on the toilet while you're on your mobile phone, at the office instead of doing your paperwork, maybe on your tablet while you're waiting for the airplane to take off. But Vulorium has thousands and thousands of titles for you to access instantly. So jump onto Vulorium.com today and start watching. Today on the Remedia Podcast, my special guest is the founder of Australia's number one online didgeridoo learning centre. It's called the Didgeridoo Academy, and it can be found at the didgeridooacademy.com.au. We had a great chat. It was a real good insight into how this wonderful instrument plays such a big role in the Australian Indigenous culture and the Australian culture nationwide. So please sit back, listen, and enjoy, and welcome Mark King. Three, two, one, and we're live. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Thank you very much for joining me on the Remedia podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hey, good things, mate. Really good.
0: How, how, yeah. thi- how are things down under?
1: Ah, oh, it's pretty, just starting to get a little bit cool now, and uh, just worth worth going to get some wood and chucking the fire on down here down south.
0: It, yeah. it did look very nice, the fireplace, I must admit. It's definitely something that I would like to do and have but um, I want to thank you very much for for coming on board obviously you and I have known each other for a while now and um, when it comes to music and music is a big passion of mine music and sport and obviously our culture so for the opportunity for me to talk to you today about this and and get an insight into your Did You Do Academy and how that's going and and, uh, any tips and techniques that you would like to share with people you're more than welcome to. So thank you very much for coming on board.
1: No, you're very welcome, and I'm um, glad to be part of it. I think it's a, a part of every uh, owner's journey is to um, sit back and reflect on where you've come from so far, and um, yeah, just so you can start working where you're standing and so you can go to the next step, I think. So yeah, it's a good opportunity for me too, so thank you.
0: No worries, no worries. So where is the link between music and your family?
1: Yeah, no, I think the link between music and uh, my family is uh, something that I grew up with and my mum was really right into music and uh, we used to go to a lot of bands and um, a lot of families um, got together and played a lot of music together, a lot of contemporary music, a lot of country music, uh, guitars and songs. And, yeah, it really became... Um, um, uh, something that I was always really excited about. I, I was really passionate about music when I was tiny. I used to go to the dances and watch Mum and Dad dance all the time. And uh, yeah, so it's something I always grew up with. And I sort of drove Mum and Dad in the family crazy with um, drumming on the table, just like a lot of kids. Well, I thought thought it was a lot of kids. Maybe it was only me and a couple of other kids. <laughs>
0: Is it is the didgeridoo the only instrument that you've played, or have you got a, a, an array of different instruments? Yeah,
1: no, I play a lot of different instruments. I'm only playing guitar, but I do play um, harmonica and uh, uh, saxophone, mm. and uh, probably probably give the triangle a crack too. I suppose. Um, yeah, no, I'll I'll give a lot of different instruments a go. Um, yeah, once you sort of have a bit of musicality around, you kind of work out the instruments, and, and yeah, know, it goes pretty good. Um, yeah, um, yeah, but I learned them all straight away. That was, it took a long time to sort of get that experience, yeah.
0: Did, was there, you said saxophone, so that's a really, it's not a strange instrument, but it's a big difference between a guitar and a number of other, you know, drumming or you know, percussion instruments to go to a saxophone. But was it easy to... To learn saxophone because of the didgeridoo?
1: No, I I, I was playing the um sax, I was learning the saxophone at the same time I was learning the didgeridoo, and I guess I sort of always was passionate about um learning the saxophone because I think I, I think everyone wants to learn saxophone, especially when they hear a tenor sax being played, and they're just absolutely you know it's. Uh, Stands out and a lot of sort of um, uh, bands and music being played. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a cool instrument. So, but no, um, I was learning, did you do it and the saxophone at the same time? I was studying music over in uh, Adelaide at a place called Centre for Aboriginal Studies in Music.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. How, how long were you in Adelaide for?
1: Oh, I, I reckon I might have been there for about seven years. Wow. Seven years, Madeline.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Absolutely loved it yeah did a lot of
0: growing up over there okay. it's yeah. a it's a great city it's a it's a great uh, getting in Adelaide is like nowadays I, I, well at least 10 years ago when I was there last it was it was very much like Sydney was back when I was a kid in the 80s 70s and 80s um you know the, oh. old, the old fibro houses and the and the red brick units it's not like <laughs> not like what Sydney's like nowadays but um
1: yeah.
0: so you're in so you're in Adelaide did you did you grow up playing the didgeridoo as a child, or did you come into that late, like into uh, your teens?
1: No, not at all. I was sort of, uh, grew up in a contemporary little town called Mount Isa in Queensland, and, um, I didn't know about my Aboriginal history at all, and, uh, I sort of did the living of it, and then later on I went to, a, I got down to the University of South Australia, and I started to learn a lot more about it, and then I've always wanted to do. Um a um, friend gave me one, 30-something birthday, and, and um, yeah, and I didn't know how to play it and ended up um, learning how to just talking to some people, um, and, and they showed me how to do some basic things and it took me a long time for that because it wasn't just immediate people to learn off, and I had to down mm. a lot to, for people to teach me. So, um, no, I was about, was about 25, 26 when I started learning.
0: It, yeah, it, 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 I got friends of mine here in Sweden that, that have travelled to Australia and spent time with us, and and they've they bought back a didgeridoo. And I remember being at, over for dinner one night and sitting in the lounge room, and they're gone. You're Australian, you can play it. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> like you can just play it. It's it's more than that. There's so many techniques and tweaks and the ability for doing the breathing, repetitive breathing is one thing, but then. How you build and mold your wax at the end, like how you structure all that. And, and obviously you know far more than I do. But it's not just pick it up and play. You can't just do that. It doesn't happen. So Oh, that's right. Yeah. How long do you think it took you to to really get to the point where you knew you were you you had something there?
1: Well, I think it took it took me, I'll just scrap my feet here because the heater started kicking on the fan. Uh, I Look, it took me about, oh, let's say about six, eight months.
0: Okay.
1: Eight months, and that's, you know, just learning all the basics and starting to really build some basic repertoire and, and getting some clarity and getting some tonality and getting some beat structure. Yep. And, um, yeah, that took me, it took me a long, long time. Mm. And that's, um, yeah, no, and, and, and I was just... Getting bits and bits and pieces of different people. Um, mm. No one really had a structured way to learn. I did run into another fellow, um, um, well, Kerry Mackenzie, and he started teaching me mm. a lot better. And um, that was that was good. Yeah. That really got me going. Yeah. And then you know, so it it took me a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But how did I, I? I the last time I was in Australia, we. I got the chance to catch up with you and and I got to see a young boy play didgeridoo in in the Indigenous football championships Um, it was a ceremony you know, know, starting ceremony Uh, so that was a a buzz for me, getting to see that insight into the Indigenous culture Um, one in which that um, I believe that Australians don't fully appreciate at all like it's phenomenal the fact that and the fact that we now know that it dogs into thousands and thousands and if not millions of years of, of generations yep. of people, um, the fact the fact that an instrument like this and also the hunting tools that have come through that that period, they're still being used today, and that for me is phenomenal. It is absolutely crazy, and it's great. It's yeah. great, absolutely great. Yeah. When That's you... what gives do that buzz too. You know,
1: have, having to you know, having access to learn this instrument and having the privilege to learn it and yeah. uh, and to continue playing one of these oldest instruments in the world is just absolutely amazing for me too. I I sort of kick myself every time I go and do a performance with it and oh, I just absolutely love it. Yeah. I can still share this instrument, that's been played for thousands of years. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and, and, and being part of the whole... Movement of keeping it going, and that's that, that's what really inspires me as well.
0: Yeah, how did um, forgive me for being a little um, a little naive here, but how did they actually come to learn that that, that that was an instrument? How did the indigenous people find that?
1: Oh, look, look, there's a lot of things that I don't know about the instrument, that's probably one of them. It's, um, um, the, the information I do know about the instrument is that, that it doesn't come from all over Australia. Just comes from a couple of different places up in uh, Western Australia, Northern Territory, and Queensland, and and, and it was uh, played in ceremonies, mm-hmm. and it was to help. The, um, um, <clears throat> it used to accompany the uh, the songmen, and also the person playing the uh, the clapsticks as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: there's lots of different names for the for the didgeridoo and the clapsticks and the songmen, and that just differentiates with different communities, yep. and um, you know, so I think, um, you know, there's this, a ceremonial sort of uh, instrument then, and then, and you know, that's played in ceremony, and also, you know, when people are just having a little bit of fun afterwards, they'll play it as an instrument as well,
0: mm-hmm. so. Yeah, when I, when I was about 18, yeah. when I was 18, there was a band in southern Sydney, um, I can't remember the name of them. They were called. No, I do remember the name of them. They were called Sukasa, alright, And uh, yeah, and they were like a, a, they were like a mix between, uh, like a Pearl Jammy kind of sound with Ben Harper, and one of the instruments yeah. they used. Yeah, one of the instruments they used was a didgeridoo, and it was played by a guy called Tim Shakespeare. And I don't know. if oh, wow. he, Yeah, and he played, and he was phenomenal at it. Absolutely phenomenal. It was one of the first people I ever saw play it. So it was, yeah. It just popped in my head when I thought about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a, that was a real buzz to see that. Then, how did you come up with the academy, the idea of running the academy online?
1: Oh well, look, I've I've been teaching people how to play for for, a, for around twenty years now. Um, I've been playing, you know, in playing um, as well, and um, uh, and then I, I, I just get to a space where where people were were, were asking me to play, but I, I, I'm working a full time job, and, and I've got three kids, and I'm married, and you know, you, I, I don't have a lot of time mm. to do this sort of stuff. So I said, you know what, I I need to um, formalize this and put it in and create it in a way that I can actually share
0: it. Mm.
1: and um, share myself around um, so I could really teach more people.
0: Yep, yep.
1: You know, because I get asked to, to teach people and I, and I couldn't uh, do it.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but I, I can only teach ones and twos of people. So uh, a friend of mine said to me, look, Mark, why don't you um, build something that, you know, utilize so you can teach people how to do this? And then we came up with the name of the Didgeridoo Academy. You know, a specialist place to teach people how to play the didgeridoo.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, we thought that was a, we thought that was that'd be a good uh, way to teach people. And then we um, thought of okay, how can we scale this up a little bit better that people can learn to play without you know having to talk to me directly all the time mm. and so we built an online platform and um called the didgerio academy so we extended it over to that there just so that we could uh make it a little bit more available for people yeah so yeah so we're only in early stages at the moment and I've, I've sort of been thinking about this for a long time but i sort of just didn't you know didn't know how to do it i guess until i mixed in with my business group and then we started to build it. And, and really uh, cool. yeah, no, it's we're really happy where we were at the moment. So, yeah, we're in the beginning stages. Uh, we're in the startup, startup stages of a business yep. growth, I suppose. Yep. Yeah.
0: And how many clients have you got at the moment?
1: At the moment, we've got, um, and I would like to say, we are just on an early day. We've just engaged our first uh, uh, uh Sort of corporate client with a um, uh, being a primary school who yep. who signed up for a school subscription cool. where we share yeah where we give them um, access to ten users mm. and they can share that we out with all of their with as many kids as they want but only ten users can get on at, at one time to use it but they can share that through with all their with all their uh, students all through the year.
0: Yeah. So you can have, and, uh, you can have multiple uh, profiles
1: the you... mechanisms yeah. of how to actually how how that they, they can use the um uh, the digital academy. Yeah, cool. And use it and train on it. Yep.
0: Yeah, so you've got multiple multiple profiles can be in it but only a certain amount can be in it at the same time. So that's Yeah. So it's like setting you could set a school up, but you could run a class at once only, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I guess what happens is that I've, I've, I've got um, a series of uh, videos mm. that have been pre-recorded and that take people right through in, into three different areas into uh, what I call the digital essentials mm. and that's, that's um, just the basic air flows how to get a didgeridoo, uh, some basic repairs of a didgeridoo, watch, where you can get some didgeridoo, just some basics of it. Yep. And, then, um, and then we move on to the next um, section called the didgeridoo discovery where people can discover how to, how to circular breathe, uh, discover tonality, discover rhythm and just uh, discover some of the elements of, of the didgeridoo mm-hmm. and the playing techniques. And then we move on to the last level, which is digital performance. Yeah. So throughout there, there's around thirty odd videos in there, and some are small and some are longer. But they'll just give people how to uh, about different components of the training. That over time we'll build them up. Yeah. Um, into. Uh, Uh, really good did you do players, you know, with a good tonality and a good understanding of where the air comes from and uh, how to circular breathe as well.
0: Yeah. Do you see this primary school client as being like a test case to see how you can scale it up?
1: Yeah, I guess how I'm approaching it at the moment is that, I mean, I don't want to go off and go and get a lot of schools at the moment. Mm. I just, yeah, just really want to test it with them and refine the product. And I guess, you know, like you talked about, you know, some advice for business owners, the stuff that I'm learning as I'm going now is patience and, and, and playing a long game.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I, and, and even as I say it now, it feels funny to say that, you know, play the long game. Don't go for the little shortfalls and, and, and you know, clients and stuff like that. You know, um, just play the long game.
0: Do you find? I mean, listening to that, that's very much how I'm approaching business nowadays. My 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 approach now compared to three or four years ago is completely different. Um, do you feel that? Do you feel that Gary Vaynerchuk has played a big part in how you approach business nowadays?
1: Oh look, I I, I like Gary Vaynerchuk in small doses. Yep. Uh, he he gets me um, uh, focused on things. I think. I can't listen to him all the time. He's, you know, he puts out about three or four posts a day, I reckon.
0: No, no, it's crazy. But,
1: you know, every now and again, when I need that little uh, um, inspiration, yeah, I'll grab one of these little things. And they're all centred around being focused, being through, and just keep going.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't, don't give up. Play the long game. But be consistent. Get out there and just do stuff
0: and, and you know, work on the long game. Yeah. Tough. And um, – I
1: mean, I've only been in the I've been in this business you now, like in the digital Academy for about a year now. Mm. But I've been in playing, and teaching, going for for twenty years now. Yeah. But it feels like I'm more formalised now. I've got it together a lot more. Yeah. It's a lot more cleaner. I can get my message across and share the information a lot better. Uh, and I know that I'm, I'm at version one at the moment, and I'm. I'm looking forward to going to version 2, and later on it'll be version 3, mm. and later on it'll be version 4, and that it'll
0: just get better and better all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, yeah. I, I admit the best thing that I think that I've learnt from, from uh, Gabe Vaynerchuk is patience. Is is patience and actually just not being bullish, but sticking to your opinion and not being wavered by other people's. Uh, I think they're they're the two things that i found the most, you know. Yes, you take those opinions on board and you process them, but you don't, you know, especially negative opinions, you don't let them sway you from what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. But patience is, uh, as he says, patience is key, and and I believe that already. I believe that. It's worked for me so far. So it's, I've absolutely no doubt. How did you know that you were on the right trigger? Like, what trigger? Sorry, on the right path. What trigger was it that... That, that ticked the box and said, oh. I'm doing the right thing here?
1: Well, I know I'm doing the right thing because it's it's my passion. It's one of those things. You know when people talk about, you know, uh, if you ever find those mm. those things that you love doing and someone might pay you for it, mm. well, this is one of them for me. Mm. And, you know, being a musician for a long time is you, you don't expect to get money. You don't really expect to get a lot of money for being a musician. <laughs> you just you really expect to get all those other non-monetary things of uh, satisfaction that you help build in your community, and 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 you help building the glue that helps build uh, bring people together. Yeah. You yeah. know, and get about you know what's happening in the world for a little bit, and you know, so that's that's me being part of it. And I think with the didgeridoo, and now I'm sort of learning you know a little bit about you know that I. Uh, when I play judo, it really r- helps me reconnect myself to the world. And I know that when I show other people um, how to play, and they get it, and they practice, and that, it reconnects them. Mm. It, it reconnects them back with life again. Mm. You know. So um, when I see that, I'm, I'm really happy. You mm. know. And it doesn't have to. You know. I don't have to teach thousands of people. I just need to teach one or two. You know. Just the people in my world. I don't have to save the world. I don't have to teach the world how to play. I just need to teach people in my world how to play. And I'm really happy with that.
0: Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. During the process of the last 12 months, have you experienced any you know, learning uh, pitfalls and things that you've had to bounce back up, pick yourself up and dust yourself off and get going again?
1: Yeah, I think um, the cash flow, the mm. cash flow stuff is pretty good. I mean, because I'm in the a lot more cash going out than coming in, and I just need to keep focus on the long game and wait for those, because um, I know it'll be a winner, but I just need to keep going. Um, I think um, the biggest thing for me is that I uh, I didn't throw all my other cash flow jobs in just to do this one, because mm. I know I'm playing a longer game, so I've me and my situation what works for me is that I've got a full-time job and I do this did you do Academy um, part-time I guess Mm. and um, that works for me because now I've got a little bit more room to move and you know fulfilling my responsibilities uh, there now for bringing some cash in and doing the mortgage and all the other bills that life brings you
0: yeah
1: Keep it going, and then this is my other sparing time, I guess. Um, I know a lot of other business owners don't do that; they go other different ways to do that. But this kind of works for me at this time, stage.
0: Yeah, yeah, They're, absolutely. I think that um that makes perfect sense. If you've got a secondary income that can that can cover everything, you know, from A to B, and then this becomes you know uh, the hobby that will eventually you know be full time. If you play that long yeah. game, it makes perfect sense. Yeah,
1: but I I guess it it is the hobby, but I, but it's not a um, It's not a hobby where where I'm sort of doing it up-hearted. I'm doing it real. I'm, I'm I'm trying to create the best platform I can.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm sur- myself. I'm surrounding myself with really good business people, small business people. Yeah, for a fair income. And are very successful in their own manner. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in a leader's pack and building a leader's pack mentality. Yeah. And I'm creating the best product that I can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm
1: doing half-hearted. So, um,
0: hobby might not have been the right hobby. word. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think hobby was the right word. Definitely, um, I mean, the concept for me personally, I think it's a brilliant idea. That's absolutely a brilliant idea, and there's, there's, there's no one else in the market space, especially that instrument. And you're, obviously, you've, your experience has told you that you surround yourself by people that can you know, strengthen those weaknesses for you while you focus on doubling down or tripling down on those strengths that you already have, which is playing the instrument, being yourself, your bubbly, happy personality. Uh, resonates to everyone that has that comes in contact with you and I, and I think that that is its biggest selling point yeah yeah, for no. sure. yeah with um with the early uh, content that you created uh, on Facebook and Instagram it was shot in some of the most fantastic locations beaches and up in the hills and in the mountains is, yes is not a big part of I know it's a big part of the culture, but is that a big part of the theme of the business, is getting back to nature? Oh,
1: uh, yeah, I guess I get the did you do in itself is it's focused, but I, I want to show people that it can be played in a lot of different places, <laughs> and I want people to sort of pick themselves playing it in the city, on a beach, in the bush. I just want to give those examples. You know, the constant is the Did You Do, but the location can be different.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah. I must admit, if, you, if for people that are listening now, if you go to the Did You Do Academy on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see some of the posts that Mark has done, and they are in some of the most beautiful places, in especially in the south coast of New South Wales, yeah. where I absolutely love. How how, far, how much... Well, I shouldn't say how far, but how much... Um, interaction has the Jarvis Bay community had with the Didgeridoo Academy? Are you, are you doing things with the Aboriginal community in Jarvis Bay?
1: Yeah, look, I'll, I work with our schools here, with our schools. I'll go and talk to the school's kids and I'll do some lessons with them. I'll go and do. Um, I did an eight-week program with the young uh, with the school, so primary school last um, last year. Yeah. Absolutely. It was very successful, and they were very happy with that. Uh, that we could sort of uh, teach a group of kids how they did you do and and, and have a did you do experience and uh, and really happy to be part of that. Mm. Um, happy to be part of the community here where we'll go out and do uh, uh, be part of. Uh, community celebrations and art festivals where we can go out and expose this instrument. I guess my speciality is playing the didgeridoo, and and, and that's what we do good, so that's what we go out and do. We, I don't go out and – we don't go out and talk about everything Aboriginal. We mm. just go out and play didgeridoo, and, and that's – I guess that's our part in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the culture yeah. – the, the, the community itself being – one of the most prominent uh, Indigenous communities in all of Australia. I mean, they would have yep. a great support network already in place through Bernie and through Lawrence and the families. Um, that would already be in place. And obviously, what I was alluding to is, you know, whether they are supporting the business, you know, on its upward, you know, on its upward transition from one school to maybe another couple of schools as you grow. Are they are they going to play an active role? You think?
1: Look, I think the Aboriginal community in, in my area is one of my stake one of my main stakeholders, because this is where I live. Yep. So it's really important for me to 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 uh, to support the Aboriginal community that's around here. So that's and um, but I, you know, we do it in a way whereas whereas we go out and we be part of the community and we're open to be, you know, go out and perform for the wider community yeah, you know, and yeah. do that sort of stuff and, and make sure we pay respect to the uh, traditional owners of our land here yeah, yeah. where we live because I, I, I'm not from this area. My people are the Wannery people from up in northwest Queensland. So I've been living down in the New South Wales area for a long time now. Yeah. But um, it's really important to acknowledge that we live on Aboriginal land down here and to acknowledge the traditional Kassarians the land that they're living down here. So we do that, and we pay those respects down here mm. and um, and we get that general support from the Aboriginal community down here.
0: Mm. What's the reception been like from the Shell Haven and uh, Wollongong councils? Have you had support uh, from them? Look, yeah, look, fine with that sort of stuff. That'll, I
1: personally haven't done a lot of work with, the councils themselves. I know they're another main main stakeholders in our areas. My son worked a lot with them at the moment um, over the last two years, and he, the, he's he's had a lot of support from them, and he's been able to contribute to the community mm. through through playing. Uh, did you do in a lot of different levels of um, of uh, celebrations yeah. and um, uh, uh, sort of civic ceremonies, I guess if you would call it that.
0: Yep. You know. Yeah, but, yeah, because obviously you know, Shell Haven especially being a, you know, a very um, supportive uh, stakeholder in the Indigenous community, uh, yes. right from right from you know obviously to Shell Haven, all the way down, you know past uh, Awadala and down towards uh, Bateman's oh, Bay, yeah. it's um, it's a large, yeah. a very very large community. So and they they do oh, yeah. wonderful things for for the area. In terms of in terms of growing the business, um, what forms of advertising are you doing are you you doing paid or just organic growth and where oh
1: look look at the moment i've been concentrating on 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 organic growth at the moment because i don't really want to get big too fast i really want to test test the market test the product yeah at this stage that's where i'm at there so i'm sort of not pushing too much out there at the moment, yep. and I'm just having some really selected um, uh, uh, targets so I can develop leads. Yeah, yeah. And and then when I develop those leads, I, I won't go and get too many. Mm. I'll just go and get a couple at this stage, just so I can really develop the product because I know I'm in startup mode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I think that's really really important for to know where you're at. Yeah. in the site in the business cycle mm-hmm. just so you can say okay i'm in testing mode um I'm, I'm in there building the product and the relationships at this stage and i think that's for me i'm a little bit cautious because i really want to be around for a long time but i don't want to be too cautious and not do anything
0: yeah, yeah. but i
1: do want to have some some good targets and go and do a really good job and and um clean the product up even more yeah make it better Later on, we'll go. We'll get into more, more direct marketing. I okay? get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I will, I where I will we'll build a brochure and I'll 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 directly target all schools in, in the whole in the whole Shoalhaven region.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then I'll i southern region, and then I'll go for, you know, the east coast, and then I'll go to New South Wales, and I'll go to Australia. You know, they, they will will do this over time, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. then. Um, I'm doing a little bit of Facebook marketing. I'm trying – I was a little bit consistent there for a while, but then I dropped off and I, I need to get my message on Facebook and the Did You Do Academy uh, Facebook site and mm. just keep putting out little bits of valuable information for people. It's just to show people what you can do, you know, with the Did You Do and have a bit of fun, but just so I can – Presence.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's holding you back? Is it time? Um, time. What's holding me
1: back? I, 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 I won't say time because I've, I've got the same time as everyone else. I know that. I think it's priorities at this moment. Yeah. It's really trying to work out. Um, that I know that I have to do my full time job. I know I've still got my. My time I need to spend with my family, and yeah. I and I have I have some other discretionary time where I can put into the business. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's part of doing that now. And it's like eight o'clock at night over here at the moment. And This is part of it because, mm. mm. and you know, the other night I was up till about eleven o'clock at night. You know, but after I started about eight o'clock at night to eleven o'clock at night, yeah. so you're just putting in little bits and pieces of. Time somewhere else, so, mm. so yeah, no, it's it's really. I've got different priorities, yeah. At the moment, so, no,
0: that's understandable. Yeah. You've got commitments and deadlines, mate. You have to do them, and uh, yeah. and, and working and spending time with the family, you know, well, you know probably yeah. not in that order, but spending time with the family is probably the most important one when you get to yeah. a little bit older, you don't realize it. Well, but-
1: yeah, I've got a couple of different target audiences. I've got a one-on, uh, I've got a one-to-one strategy where I want to just uh, individuals to to sign up to the to the to the pro to the online program, mm. um, you know, and and, and I'll, I'll sort of attract them by doing performances and talking to people and finding those those personal contacts through those leads, and then I'll try and build leads up through. Uh, uh, doing some other performances at, at our selected art festivals.
0: Yep, yep. I'm doing
1: one at, uh, at, the, at the end of this month and I'm doing four sessions um, at, at the uh, Jervis space Sea Chains Festival nice. and, you know, I'm doing that and then and, and they're really, really, really cheap entries to get in there and more to have a um, two-hour did-you-do experience. Yeah. Uh, workshops and working in and people who've always wanted to play—they've um, had their didgeridoos in their houses for 20 years, 10 years. And no one's ever taught them how to play. <laughs> I want to give them that opportunity to come and learn yeah. how yeah. to just have a have a didgeridoo experience. Yeah, you're not going to learn how to play brilliantly in these two hours. You're just going to get a start.
0: Yeah, and know? that's all you so need,
1: right? I'll as leads through there, and hopefully. They'll go and pick up the program and join the program later on one day, mm. or they may just want to follow me along for a while, and that's fine too. You
0: know,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, um, So that's I've got a one to one strategy, but then I've got a one to many strategy where I want to work with with schools and other large organisations mm, mm. and uh, work with their clients and their groups.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Right. Have you yeah. Have you had um, any offers from? From musical like bands and an artist to do collaborations to help build the build the brand.
1: No, that's not my focus. I that that's not what I want. Like I said, I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I have a lot of I have other priorities, so I I feel that that could be a way to do it. Mm. But it's not the way I'm going to do it yep. because I know. To to put that energy into bands, and that is a lot of. There's a lot of energy that needs to go into that, and I don't have it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that
1: might be a strategy for somebody else, but I I, I can't do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I've got all these things I want to do. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no. Because I'm thinking of like you're talking about doing the festivals, and and I know that they're coaching. That there are two hour sit down. and they are almost a lesson type structure. Yes. I, I was thinking of the the many many many. Um, you know, artists that travel up and down the coast that stop in and around your area and whether they've tried to contact you and, and say, look, I'm doing a gig at you know, Shell Harbour or wherever it might be. Do you want to just come and have a have a go and, and play with me at this particular venue and that's it? And then they're off in their van they're off to the next place and, and you just... But I was thinking whether that was a strategy that and you could actually... A, yeah, and be a
1: session... Just, a
0: session did you do? Yeah, I, like just I, almost I, like an icon I, of the area. You know and
1: yeah I, yeah, I think this is where it comes down to <clears throat> when you've got a lot of different priorities. I think you've got to spend your time wisely,
0: yeah.
1: You've got to really spend your time wisely and have that focus. And that. My approach is going to be that one to one, and I'm going to do that through you know, how a lot of different sort of simple sort of strategies. Uh, and the one to many, I'm just going to Hopefully, work online and do that sort of stuff, and 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 have that, uh, and, and and do a really good, really good product yep. for the um, school that I'm going to work with in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll do word of mouth. So yep. my marketing strategy is going to be in that sort of stuff. Whereas the marketing strategy of being a session a session um, performer, mm. the um, that's to me that's a that's a Pretty intensive marketing strategy.
0: Yeah,
1: and I don't. I personally don't have the the, the, um, the uh, uh, discretionary time to go and do that. Yeah. See, see, my focus is the DigiDoo Academy and and um, and getting people onto that program and working through there. Yep. My business is not to go and play.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get you. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so because- I
1: guess that's. A- the, getting really clear on what your product is, yeah. Because I don't want to get caught up in shiny thing syndrome. Because if I spend all my money being a, all my time being a session performer, then I'll lose, I'll, I'll lose my competitive advantage to do the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. what I'm really good at the other mm. stuff. Mm. I mean, I can do this other stuff. I'm not saying I can't do it. It just means that the time I put it spent on building the, the other, the other, the, the main business, yeah. I've been mucking around doing a session performer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with the product itself. And I get
1: the way up, I guess, that's what I think business owners will probably need to weigh up. What, what resources do you have? And resources for yourself is your time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Time is precious, mate. It's that's worth more than that. Yeah. yeah. With the, with the actual product, what is it that you're working on? What is it you're finalizing with the product?
1: I oh, know the product's done. The product's okay, done yeah. now. All I'm testing it, so the product is ready to go now. People can log on to the uh, gothedigitalacademy do dot com dot au and sign up, yep. and, on, and off they go. They can do their program, and start up right now. So wow. there's no more, no more pulling the product now. It's really getting out there and and um um test um getting it out to the market and doing the sales yeah yeah marketing and sales yeah so now i I don't want to rush too much because i'm just testing the 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 funnel i
0: guess at the moment yeah yeah so the best so so from yeah yeah so from a business point of view what you're doing is you're using the school the school's going to give you some written feedback you can use that as testimonials to then go to the next school and build that relationship up while managing the current the current existing school on a repeat business, and then you're slowly moving and slowly moving. Um, Have you got any idea how many more? I shouldn't say have you got any idea. I know you have the answer to this question. How many schools are in the Shellhaven area that you could potentially work with?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or did I put you on the spot? Oh, look, there's... there's, There's, Do you pull open any any white pages? There's hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. but, you know, the thing is, I don't have to have the whole market.
0: No, of course not.
1: I don't have the whole market. I just need to find out who needs this now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Not who likes it and stuff like that. Who needs it? Because then, then they'll be the really good customers for you. Mm. And and I'm not going to be a match for every school all the time. And I know that. And that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I just need to... I need to really focus on how to valuable to the community, and I think that's the core. Yeah. That's the core of it. You've yeah. got to stay valuable, and that means I need to know who who needs it now and there. They'll be my people. I'll go and help.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Because later on, when 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 the other 99 schools they might not need it, but one school does, and that's great. Yeah. I'll work with them. And then when they don't need it anymore, someone else might need it, and I'll work with them. I think to make because then I've got a realistic sort of um, you know um, a vision of what's the problem that I'm going to help solve,
0: mm.
1: and I need and and, and and who needs it now?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Work with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it makes sense. Um, We've mentioned Facebook and Instagram. Are you using any other forms of social media?
1: No, not yet. I, I've got to, got to get my head, head around um, uh, um, maybe some other things. Maybe Instagram might be something we can do. I, I think that would be good. But um, I think my, my um, target audience is um, for individuals. Is uh, f- uh, 40, uh, 40 year old males. Yeah. So not a lot of them are on Instagram. A lot mm. of them are on Facebook.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So my my platform really is Facebook.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's my sort of that, that's what I've really been using. Um, there's a couple other things like Twitter and all that sort of stuff. I don't think the forty year old men are up that way.
0: No, they, um, uh, it's hard to say it's, it's very hard to say I think you've hit the nail on the head by saying that, that Facebook is the platform for you the fact that you're actually able to do it too is actually going to save you a lot of time and a lot of heartache cause you're not trying to balance 3, five, ten different platforms you know if oh, I'm looking at hard. I'm looking at your business and I see uh, Facebook occasionally Instagram occasionally yeah. um, especially yeah. if you're looking at working with schools uh, because of that age group, and then definitely YouTube. So having the YouTube presence yeah. and channel operating there, and linking that directly to uh, to the website, plus also linking the messenger bot in Facebook. If you've got, if you haven't done that already, I advise you, you do that. You can link that through into the into your website. Yeah. So if you get a message, people can basically use the messenger feature that you would do on Facebook, but on your website, it's very easy. Very simple, um, and you get the messages like that. So it's really, really cool. Yeah.
1: Another platform where I really think I'll get a lot more um, leverage is uh, LinkedIn.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: then I can link right in with uh, with those people who are working in the schools. I can do those searches and target yeah. people in, in a specific decision-making roles in, in schools and, and organizations.
0: Mm. One of the fastest growing segments actually like online at the moment is secret teaching right, of different things to, different, oh. to, different, to corporate people. Like for example, uh, you might have a CEO that's in his late 50s, early 60s and he's, yes. now go, he's now going into marketing meetings and they're talking about Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat and he's just over his head. So what they're actually doing is they're paying quite good money to actually be privately tutored uh, via, like we're doing now, talking um, online by business coaches and social media marketers and musicians. So a lot of people are actually getting, that are now in their later stages of working life and and money coming in, they're actually paying people, um, you know, corporates are paying musicians to teach them how to play guitar or drums, you know, privately. Um, Even though the, the CEO of One Business is in London and the, the drummer's in Vegas or something like that. But they're able to do it the way we're doing it now for the first time. And it's a big segment. Yeah. I, I wonder, is that something when you talk about one-on-one oh, strategy? Oh, def-
1: def- definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that would be definitely very helpful even just to have that sort of, sort of um, look at that. So thank you very much for that. I, I can certainly have a look at that now. And yep. that'd be something I could target through LinkedIn as well
0: there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: what, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, because I think that that would be a very, very, it would be a very, very strong opportunity, in my opinion. It will take time um, and it's going to be, yes. it will be completely referral-based. That That's where that's going to come from. It won't start as a referral, but once you've started to spend some time with, you know, businessman X over here, you um, yeah, they're gonna go. Those types of people mingle, and they you know people come over for dinner, and he cracks out the didgeridoo, and he's playing. Oh, Where'd yeah. you learn that? i have always wanted to learn that, and then yeah, there you go. Go to the Didgeridoo Academy, speak to Mark, and then that's how that snowballs and, and becomes you know oh, part yeah. of your business. I think it's a great thing. I think, and that's part of that's part of actually how I'm building my business. is, yeah. is working with um you know the CEOs of uh our, my parents' age. And explaining to them that this is how you use Instagram and this is why you use Facebook and this is why your demographic is not on Snapchat so you need to not worry about it. Uh, Because otherwise they're spending too much time doing things or not enough time doing things. So it's, um, it's it's, it's very tricky and there's no manual to tell you how to do it. It's just testing, as you say. Testing, testing, testing. You analyze it. Analyze the crap out of it, and then you test again, and you, until you finally figure out what you got to do. And I think yeah. it's um, it's uncharted territory for for all of us, so it makes it very very difficult. When you um when you're doing your Facebook uh, organic reach, you said you did a little bit of marketing, um, you know, a little bit of paid yeah. marketing. Did, were they were they things where you set out and said, okay, I have twenty five dollars. And I'm gonna spend it on this and I set out the age and the requirements, or did you just yeah. post something and go, oh, I'll just boost it for twenty five bucks.
1: No, I did
0: the first one. I was okay, a little
1: good. bit I'm a little more cautious and um, I'm 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 somebody who likes to walk, you know. I don't know, I I mean it's it was pretty. Ridiculous. I've only done it once, you know. When I pushed it out there, and I I did, you know, went through all the all the uh, different demographics and mm. you know um, all the needs and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know. I spent like five bucks or
0: something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I'm just testing it at the moment. You know, I I will get braver as it comes. I know, but uh, it's it's okay. I'm sort of okay not to. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just moving softly, softly. I guess um, having my full-time job yeah. with income coming in, some it gives me the gives me the room not to be too desperate, and that's absolutely. that's great. I, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And once absolutely.
1: I get once well, I, I'm just thinking. Once I get desperate and you go into marketing, you're trying to drag people in, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be a long uh survive long in the business world if i start
0: doing that so no, no i actually think the boost button should call be that you should call be the desperate button because it's like <laughs> yeah. that, like that for me is the desperate button it, it, strategically it doesn't work it's not the greatest thing it, it does reach people but it doesn't reach your target audience it just reaches volume oh, that's it um yeah but by going in and doing it selecting it structuring it it is by far, Facebook's by far the best return on investment. And I did a, I did a campaign the other day for a client. They only wanted to spend $100 Australian uh, and they and they set a target of uh, eight to 10,000 impressions and interactions. And we got 16,000 uh, impressions and we got way more interactions than we thought. And what it was, I'll tell you what it was, it was basically for a, a, a football match. We were hoping to get around the 1500 to 2000 mark people there we've got 3000 people so it works it works wow but it just takes time and that and you have to do it we had to do it leading up so we did it for a week and it worked and the results were the results were great you know? so but it takes time you need to kind of work out what the demographic is if we had just spent all that money by boosting the post for we wouldn't have got that results i don't think so because it would have just gone everywhere, just boosted everywhere, not to where you want it. So, yeah, I, I agree with your patience and cautious approach.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, just immediately just thinking about, you know, like if I got one of my Facebook posts now and did, a, did one of those things, I'd be thinking about, okay, who visits Jervis Bay? Mm. You know, because a lot of the people that come here are from Sydney. But I don't know where in Sydney, so I'd have to work out, well, you live in this area in Sydney, but you visit Jervis Bay. You know, mm. you come down and you do these things on your holidays. And so I'll have to find like a, like a, what do they call
0: it, a
1: lookalike. Yeah. A are so proud. You know, some people who like things down in Jervis Bay Yeah. and who normally come down here for festivals. Mm. People who like festivals I guess I'd really have to do that
0: and then narrow it down yeah because I I haven't yeah because I remember being a kid and we obviously I spent every summer holiday or every holiday literally in Awadawa so um but I remember you could pretty much put a a ruler straight through Sydney like east west and anyone that was from St George south went south and everyone from you know from (laughs) south Sydney La Perouse went north for a whole day, that's the way it kind of worked. It was just whatever was the quickest and easiest way to get out of the city, we just went. That was it. There was nothing. If it takes us 15 <laughs> minutes, we're going north. If it takes us 20 minutes, we're going west. That was basically how I remember it being sort of, everyone I knew went down the coast, um, not many people. But now, obviously, things change, and, and, and there's nicer motorways, and you can get north. And But, you know, maybe that's, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just target the Sutherland Shire and see what happens.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right, yeah. Could be an option, yeah. could be an option. Um, if you had to start again with this whole process, you've been doing this for 12 months with the academy, but if you had to start again day one, um, would you change anything?
1: Oh, i tell you what. Um, no, look, look, I remember walking along with my mentors talking about making digital dues and selling and he said Mark that is great and you're really good at it but it's not scalable you need to build an online platform and at that stage I didn't even know what it would look like yeah did not even but now that I'm on this side of it and we've got one it's brilliant I love it I think it's going to be um, something that's going to be there for a long time and I think it's something that people can really use and um because one of the biggest problems I get is people say, Well, I'd love to learn the digital, but I can just never find anybody to teach me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs>
1: So here it is, it's available now that we've got all these online pr- um, um access. Yeah, it's it's available for those people who can get online.
0: Yeah, so yeah.
1: That I'm really happy with that. So no, I I, I wouldn't do it any other way because I've learnt so much on the way here to get to here, and it's been it's been fun on the journey. You know, if I was to stop, you know, tomorrow,
0: I'd I'd
1: still go. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a pretty
0: awesome part <laughs> That's the that's what I love about your attitude. That's live what I love about. That's what I love about your attitude. You got like the coolest attitude. Yeah, it was fun. It was oh. good. You know, move on to the next thing. But um, if you have to give some advice to any young budding uh, business owners or managers, um, what would it be from your experience? Oh
1: look, um, um, when you go and learn something, implement it. Implement it and give it a go, and if it works, it works, and if it works, do it more. If it doesn't work, implement something else. But um, implement, yeah. Because you can go and learn heaps and heaps and listen to a lot of advice, but you're just hoarding information. You got to you got to use it to, to make it real in your own life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really cool. And what are the future? What's the plans in the future for the in did the um, Do Academy?
1: Well, I think is is to, to create a really steady flowing uh, product out to the market, and um, just and, and and just build up build the platform.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: I think, yeah, just build build access to the platform. Actually, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And finally, how can people find you online? I,
1: yeah people can find me really easily on uh au or through
0: Facebook. Yep. I'll put all the details in the in the show notes. Yeah. So um, people will be able to click through, log in and away they go and start diggin. Yep. All right. And yep. um and that would be fantastic. Look Mark, it's been absolutely awesome having a chat I really, really, appreciate it. I'm super stoked that the platform's done. It's up and running. People can go in there. And I'm really, really happy to hear that you've got, um, which is really the hard, one of the hardest things to get is the very first deal where you actually get to spend time with the school uh, and that is scale in itself and you've got a product yeah. that can be scalable. I think that's phenomenal. And I know that if you can make a success of that, then, you know, as I say, the world's your oyster in terms of where you want to go with it. Um, But thank you so, so much for for spending some time with us.
1: Yeah, no worries. No
0: worries. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.